D. P. 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 The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. And this show is presented by Manscaped. Sign up uh, for 20% off using the promo code DANGLE. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code DANGLE for your balls. That was really good. Balls. Balls. Are they clean? Are yours clean? Yeah. Okay. Why? Because they're clean. Did you get the performance package 4.0 in the mail from Manscaped? Yeah. Did you use the promo code DANGLE and get 20% off? Mm Mm-hmm. I did. That's all you got? I did all those things. That's all you got? Sorry, you ambushed me. Wow. Well, now you know what it's like to sit next to you. Don't get ambushed with your bush. Get the <laughs> manscaped. Sorry. I'm new to this. I'm, well, I'm going to start bringing you one of these manscaped ads. Okay. So oh, okay. we do want to shout sure. them out. That's so great that they came on as a pre- presenting sponsor. So we're very, very happy. Um, that is actually mine. So I'm turning my. Yeah. yeah Steve, I wasn't switching anything. You're like, all right. Okay. Oh, no. Think, you know what it was? Okay, he that's just too talked loud. quieter. No, too loud. Too loud. He just talked quieter. All right. So Jesse is playing with our headphone volume. All right. Are we good now? Is that good? That's good for me. No, it's still pretty goddamn loud. Well, you because you haven't had yours changed go. yet. There we you go. were giving the thumbs up for me, and I couldn't hear you anymore. <laughs> Sorry. I was deafened, right. so I couldn't understand what was happening. Promo code DANGLE, manscaped.com. Get yours. Now, uh, listen, lots going on. Oh, that was smooth. Lots going on. But I know this, and I want to tell you this. I get a message over the weekend from Chris Johnson. Mm. and Who's traded? Nobody's traded. One, two, three, your name. Nobody traded. One, two, three, your name. Everybody, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, that's so good. Um... No, uh, it was so... He's he's just standing next to the Stanley Cup. I also got this. And he... Uh, and what was so funny is that, like, he's... You know, Julian always call, calls him, like, big money CJ. Yep. And then, like... And then Julian's first response is, Oh, yeah, you're not big money CJ. Just hanging with the Stanley Cup and Coburg on a Saturday night. So I won't blow what happened, but he's got a story for you on the CJ show. And it's pretty great. And there's also... There might be a Coburg uh, poppy uh, uh, picture in there, too. Mm-hmm. And oh, Chris, my is, Chris definitely looks like his father. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. Yeah, like there, you could tell. That's that's relation. That's uh, sure. he doesn't have any of the milkman kid stuff going on. <laughs> that's, that's, I do. Have you seen a picture of my dad? Uh, yeah, nothing. No, we look nothing same. alike. No, same nothing. Yeah, you do look like your. Yeah, you no, do. No, I don't look like Gary. You look like your dad. Yeah, you got a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Gary, I look like a little Tina. bit of structure, right? No, Gary's your dad. I look like Clementina. You look, <laughs> you look identical to your mother, Tina. But, yes. Uh, you also look a little like Gary. That doesn't make sense. There's, can't a, be both. there's a Gary, like there's a shade of of Gary in Steve, right? You can oh, see yeah. it. You it's don't know what it is, but there's something. Oh yeah, it's the voice. I used to mess with his friends. Really? All the way back to when I was like 14, 15 years old. When the second my voice dropped. I would be able to just have a full-on conversation with his friends, no and they would kidding. think it was me. Yeah, wow. Or th- think it was him. Yeah. So when when you got he in didn't trouble, appreciate that when you got in trouble and he yelled at you, did it sound like your rant about the Arizona Coyotes? I did. Did it? It did a little bit. <laughs> oh, every now and then, like I'll raise my voice and scare myself. Jesse, are you more your mom <laughs> or your dad? Do you think? Ah, uh, probably my dad. I think young my dad in younger pictures looked exactly like me. When I'm in my younger picture, so like when I'm twenty, when I was twenty-five, I look like my dad when he was twenty-five. You, you know? need the younger pictures. Yeah, yeah, the younger pictures is where you really see it. Yeah, you've never yeah. seen Jesse's dad publicly because he's more myth than anything. But he is. Well, well, Adam, not all of our parents can host a national television <laughs> but show. He, but like, there's Jesse's, a little, there's a little bit of difference. <laughs> Jesse's dad's a bit of a rock star. I just want to say I love Jesse's dad. He's the man. Steve's <laughs> dad is an actual, actual rock, star rock star who plays in a ba- band. Yeah. Uh, Adam's mom is a legitimate rock star because she is on television all the time and is a canadian icon there it is my my dad's a normal guy 
Atomic Tomb. <laughs> My dad asked me to promote it every show. So Atomic Tomb. <laughs> Is that, Where, what website can we go to for Atomic Tomb? Are they on uh, Spotify? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, and other stuff. I don't know. Cool. He's he's like, oh yeah, Reverb Nation. I'm like, dad, no one Oh knows. man, People I don't know. My what band Reverb used to be is. on Reverb Nation. Reverb Nation's a big deal. Is it? You oh. should put it on SoundCloud though. I want your dad to become a heavy metal SoundCloud rapper. Oh man. Don't you think? Yeah, he should do a mashup like Jay Z Lincoln Park. Yes. And yeah, just have some SoundCloud or the, rapper. Or the Travis Barker Soldier Boy uh, Tell Him remix. Right. Which is actually really good. Right. Is this your dad here? Atomic Tomb? That's them. Can we play it? Uh is it licensed? Uh, is it licensed? No, no, I don't want to play it. I don't, I don't think he wouldn't be licensed, would it? He's not I, registered. I, have no idea. Can. I don't know laws. I don't if know you laws. want to play it, we you definitely can. But is that a good idea? No. Okay. <laughs> go. I saying. told you where to go. Go. I want to ask beforehand because I, yeah. I want to ask him and be like, "Are you registered?" Because if he's not, then we're okay. Oh, he's gonna listen to this and be like, "You should have played it," and I'm gonna be like, "You don't know laws either." <laughs> so <laughs> you know less of them than I do. So no, we're not playing. Uh, all right. So Jesse, run us through this. Uh, mm -hmm. This just came out before the show started. How about that? We must be in a good week because we started a bit later and this news dropped. Oh, just you wait, Adam. There's plenty of time to screw it up. All-Star Game Skills Challenge. Jesse, run us through it. What are we in for at the end of the week? The NHL All-Star Game takes place this Saturday. They're doing the skills competition and the All-Star Game. I think... No. All-Star Night happens Saturday. Skills competition happens Friday. Okay. Friday at 7.30. They're doing seven events. Okay, that's so, by the way, can I just say that's so much better? They used to run the All-Star game on like at two o'clock on a Sunday. Oh, I don't know. I it was like, like that. Well, no, they were just so hungover, oh. right? Like, you know, they, I want them to finish the game and go drink and party because the All-Star game was dead. No, the players hate it. They get in at like six in the morning. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Like, and then they got to do stuff. All yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah. but anyway, Jesse, what do we got? There's seven events. The Discover NHL Fountain Face-Off. The... Las Vegas NHL 21 in 22. The Verizon Fastest Skater. Good. The Duncan NHL Save Streak. The EA NHL Hardest Shot. Adidas NHL Breakaway Challenge. Honda NHL Accuracy Shooting. Now, a lot of those you already know. Mm -hmm. The Accuracy, Breakaway, Breakaway Challenge, we've seen that. Hardest Shot, we get it. Fastest Skater, we get it. Uh, save Streak, we've had a couple Save Streak ones before. Yeah, uh, Safe Streak, is, it's, an, it's actually underrated. I like it. I think that's cool. It's yeah. a cool idea. Yeah. The, the two that are the most interesting and are new just for Vegas Ooh. are the NHL Fountain Faceoff and the Las Vegas NHL 21 in 22. Let me run down what the NHL says these competitions are. First, right. the Fountain Faceoff. The competition takes place on the iconic Bellagio Fountains. Players will travel by boat to the rink and are required to successfully shoot pucks into five targets in the least amount of time. Oh. Qualifying players move to the head-to-head -head final. Fountain spray and the breeze off of the strip will add to the challenge of this unprecedented NHL All-Star Skills event. So this has the potential to be really great or really <laughs> shitty. Yeah. Because if they miss everything, it's going to suck. They need, all they need is a gif. They yeah. need one gif. One gif. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's like UFC. Your entire card can be garbage, and if the main event ends with a finish, great, great card. Uh, okay, there's mm -hmm. potential there. Mm -hmm. And then the Las Vegas NHL 21 in 22, shutting down part of Las Vegas Boulevard to hang a full deck of oversized cards on a rack 
puts a new twist on street hockey. Wait, whoa, okay. One stop start that again. <laughs> what? Shutting down part of Las Vegas Boulevard to hang a full deck of oversized cards on a rack puts a new twist on street hockey. Twenty one in twenty two is a game of chance, strategy, and skill. The object of the game is to achieve a hand of twenty one without going bust in the least number of shots. So they're playing blackjack. So you're playing blackjack. The player and shooting. who wins two rounds is crowned Puck Shark. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, there's five players, six rounds maximum. First player who wins two rounds, a rounds a round is won by the player with the highest hand or is first to achieve twenty one. So I guess you're shooting the puck at the cards that you the oversized want. cards that you want. So you're like aiming for the jack and the ten to try and hit yeah. twenty one. Kind of like darts in a way. With the hockey and blackjack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that they're shutting down Las Vegas Boulevard. This is why it should be in Vegas every year. There's okay. There's potential that they need a hit, right? Uh, they need a hit. Like fastest skater is, it's it's really cool. It's very cool, but it's not it's not marquee. You know what I mean? They they need a marquee is, event. Can I be honest with you? What? Do you really care who the fastest skater is? I I find it interesting. No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it's not marquee, and the accuracy. Yeah. They're all cool. They're all cool. We need our, I don't want to say our Vince Carter slam dunk competition moment because that ruined the slam dunk competition forever. Yeah, because no, no one's ever been the same. It's, yeah, the, the, you just chase that, the, that moment forever and they've been chasing it for 22 years now. But they need something where every year you're like, this is going to be fun. This is great. Mm. And you got the potential for someone to get extremely lucky. Mm -hmm. Like they miss everything, but they just hit the two or three cards that they absolutely need. And then that adds intrigue for next year. There's potential here. I am always a fan of the NHL trying new things. I just hate when those new things fail, <laughs> which they very often do. So let's go. I think the playing blackjack in hockey has a chance to be a complete mess. Like that one to me more than the shooting pucks in a fountain because that's just that's just the same. Remember the St. Louis All game where they're shooting off the stand. Yeah. That's just the same thing except yeah. at the Bellagio Fountain. Right. This this blackjack thing has a chance to where nobody really knows what's happening and it's a complete mess and it looks like a failure. But we'll see. It's also <laughs> heavy on the broadcasters to do yeah. a good job explaining what is going on. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure they're working on the wording for that now. Yeah. Like the. the I think Steve My Meyer, Steve Meyer is the guy that heads all this stuff up. And I know that, you know, they have to get very specific with the wording when they get into those promotions because, you know, there's A, there's a sponsor. And it's like the Honda Taco Bell McDonald's hardest shot competition brought to you by the new Big Mac. Remember, <laughs> it's bigger. Like, you know, you have to remember all that shit, right? So they, they get that. They make sure that that's yes. like all in there. I'm sure that whatever it is, it's going to be the most concise way you could possibly say it. To introduce it. I'm interested to see here too. Like that's a great opportunity um, for for the NHL. And I like that they're doing this is to get outside the rink mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. do stuff mm -hmm. and have different camera angles and mm -hmm. really show off the city that they're in, which is great. And yeah. I again, I still think they should do it in Vegas every year. I'm curious about um, is it going to be like when Vegas launched their their team or is it going to like be like when Seattle launched their team? And what I have to say about that is like production values. Like Seattle, when they launched their team, it was cool for people from Seattle, right? It was. But the broadcast objectively wasn't great. It wasn't a great no. broadcast. 
it felt like a high school graduation that your your mom sort of taped. Okay, this is this is mean. You know what it felt like visually? A rib fest. A hundred percent. Yeah. It yeah. felt like pickering or, rib fest. Or like a lumberjack competition that's on cable ten. Yeah. And and it's nothing it's nothing against how Seattle did it. It's just that the production values were there. When Vegas did it, it was lights, cameras, boom, boom, boom. Marc Andre Fleury. Derek Engeland. And uh and I think I think I hope here that they really make it into like an ESPN level spectacular. They, like it's something the NFL would do, something the NBA would do. They got to recruit uh, locals here. You think they, so? Get Vegas to do a Vegas production. Oh, I'm sure that they. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, because no one can do Vegas like Vegas. And I'm sure they'll do Vegas celebs. There'll be a lot of gambling tie-ins and stuff like that. But. I'm positive Snoop Dogg will be there. <laughs> he's he's everywhere. Him and Slash. <laughs> Snoop Dogg and Slash. Does Slash go on broadcasts? Uh, maybe not hockey, but they're the two musical celebrities who are at absolutely everything. That's true. They announced Machine Gun Kelly is doing the intermission show. No, is he? Yeah. Oh, I'm not Megan sure Fox if he's doing the pre-broadcast or the intermission. I forget which one. I am, yeah. I am, just as an aside, yeah. you know, you sometimes get obsessed with celebrity couples. I am obsessed with Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. Wow. I want know, them to keep doing stuff. I'm uh, not. I'm obsessed. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> you guys, listen, that tweet about like everything I've learned about Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox has been against my will. Have you seen that tweet? No. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> and it's true, but they're like, I, I'm very, very excited for, for where this relationship inevitably blows up. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, Supernova also, level. Zed, I think, is performing on the oh, Friday. Cool. Machine Gun Kelly's the Saturday. So Zed's pretty big. And Z- Zed's cool. got a um, he's got a new album coming out. I've never heard go. of that person my entire life. Yes, you have. You've heard um, Clarity. You know Clarity. Zed is one of the... I might know the song. Listen, he's one of the most... <laughs> he's a DJ. He's one of the most prolific DJs in the world, too. I believe you. I've, I've never heard that name. Really? No. You've never heard Zed? Not, not once in my existence on Earth, no. <laughs> That's that's. I'm what? Maybe I'm showing my age. I'm positive. I've you're not their, showing your age. It, like I'm no, positive. No. I've heard their music. Yeah, yeah. You know Zed song. Yeah, but yeah. like, oh, I've never been good with song names or artist names. Did I tell you I made Zed made a documentary and I was in it. I did know this. Did you yes. know that? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, he doesn't I, know who Zed is. Yeah. So. <laughs> Zed's. I got it. <laughs> here. Let me, how many Instagram followers does Zed have so we can prove to oh, Steve? Oh God, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, guess. Yeah, um, I'm thinking it's 25 million. No. You don't think so? Seven. Seven million. Seven All right. Million. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. That's nothing. <laughs> Who is that? Okay, Zed. so so far he's a man. Seven million, you nailed Yay! it! Wow, he's a man in a jacket. Yeah, he, he's about he's, like seven million Instagram followers famous. Yeah, he has a song with Selena Gomez. He really? dated Selena Gomez. Did they date? Yeah, and he was the one that came up with the remix for. Uh, remember the Squid Games remix, like the mm-hmm. and it's like rock with it. You know that song. No. You've seen it on TikTok. Oh, God, no. Steve. Everybody touch your hair. Da, da, da. Oh, like he did that, that song? Zed did the remix of that. He was the one that added the words to it. Oh. The he, he, he. That part was but, from but, Squid Games. He took it and oh, remixed I it. I know that song, but the Squid Game remix, I've never heard of that. I've never you been to that TikTok. You, you I've have. never been to that You're corner of yeah, TikTok. Have. Can we pause the show so I can listen to a song? No, it's not that important. I can't believe this. You made him up. This is stunt for the show. <laughs> I remember so you've we, heard. I want you to know, Selena Gomez. You've heard that probably. Yeah, yeah. Is he Canadian? No. Well, um, uh, stop there's, appropriating there's our a, names. There's a song called "Break Free" uh, from Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. He's he did that. Yeah. 
uh, Stay with Alessia Cara he did Clarity with Foxes yeah, you've, you've heard yeah Stay a million times yeah. on Canadian yeah. radio yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah yes. it'll never go away ever again <laughs> Here's exactly. Alessia Cara and Drake and Alessia Cara and Drake. The weekend, the weekend, the weekend. And, the weekend. <laughs> and don't forget Bulo, who randomly works her way in there still. Um, Every I, now and then they're like belly. I'm like, ah! <laughs> ah but then it's finest. featuring the weekend. The world's most famous Sens fan. Yeah. Belly. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, Zed is a big get for them. That's great. Um, I believe you. And a little less divisive than Kid Rock a couple of years ago. Oh, God. <laughs> or Green Day, who lays it on a little too thick. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know they're a punk band, and I get what I get why people love Green Day, but sometimes you're right. You're like, you're like it's like Billy Joe. You're 48. You're yeah. not like, fuck the establishment. Mm-hmm. I got 50 million in the bank. No, like, but it's, <laughs> it's hilarious that they do this partnership with Green Day, and it's like, oh, they swear sometimes, but then he's like, motherfucking sub. Welcome to the fucking All-Star game, motherfuckers. <laughs> There's all these eight-year-olds like, Dad, why is my chemical romance swearing at me? And that's not my chemical romance, son. Um, I'm a little who disappointed. That? Why? What? In the musical? I, I was really hoping they'd get the Arkells. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if it was in Canada, they would have got the Arkells. Okay? I they just, may, may only exist in Canada. I wish they could have got the Arkells. They'll Arkels. be in Dubas's box. They will. <laughs> So they were friends and Nick nurse will be there with a the guitar. Like I'm here. Hey, me um, too. Yeah. I, I, uh, Nick, and you know who won't be Malachi Flynn. He hates him. I don't know. Malachi Flynn hates the Arkells. No, no he's, nurse, he's, he's just he's referencing oh, yeah, a very deep play. cut of Nick. Oh, nurse how not is playing that Malachi? deep cut? Cause his dad it's a doesn't very play. common gripe of Raptors fans. I'm having a great show. Um, uh, I remember what Nick Jonas did it one year too. I remember that he did. And yes. I remember Jesse and I went into our never boss. heard of that person. My entire yeah. life. <laughs> no, we're not going into his resume. <laughs> Jesse and I went into our boss's office uh, at kiss and uh, our boss was like, yeah, so he can't sing. Eh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're like, not really. No. <laughs> we heard him on tour though. Jesse and I were at the box with Virgin radio That's so mean. and we brought listeners and they were s- the Jonas Brothers were spectacular. Oh, yeah. They were amazing. His like, voice has improved. Very much so. Very much <laughs> yes. so. Very much so. It was, it was, uh, that concert was wild. I've never mm-hmm. heard screams like that. Ever. Ever in my oh. life. And I, I've seen a lot of acts. I've seen new kids. I've seen Backstreet Boys. People that you would scream at. Was Ariana Grande even that loud? You went to that one. Oh, uh, Ariana Grande. Oh, she, she treats her performances like everyone's there to see her. You know, she knows that everyone's there to see her. Okay, so what do you she mean by this? Uh, she doesn't tend to perform. She does a lot of standing there and singing. But the screams are very loud from the people. No, because they're there for the, the IG photo. Exactly. Um, uh, no, and you know why she stands still? Mm-hmm. Portrait mode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hold it. Okay. <laughs> Portrait mode. You got to get a good one. She has. Uh, she doesn't like being compared to Mariah Carey. But when she's on stage, oh, she, no, she has doesn't. the Mariah Carey era around her. You know, she she knows everybody's there for her and she doesn't need to do much to entertain the crowd. I want to talk to you guys about some uh, something that happened last week. Oh, boy. We named our episode this and it pissed a lot of people off. Oh, <laughs> what? one of our episodes last week was called Bad on Accident. Yeah. To the grammatically inclined among us, bad by accident is how you say it. Now, I could have said that during the thing and I was thinking it, but I was like, I don't care. I know what they mean. And I just wanted to know, Steve and Jesse, if you had a response to those in our comment section who are like, Steve and Jesse, 
you guys are grown men and you don't know this. What the hell is wrong with you? So I do know this, but I knew it would upset people. So I deliberately, like we talk, we're like, should we make it bad hey, by accident? Hey, that's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I was like, call it bad by accident. And then I think you might've been like, no, no, bad on accident. Yeah. And I was like, you're absolutely right, Jesse. Bad on accident no, I say is way bad, funnier. I say bad on accident all the time in my regular Just life. Just trying to it's, enrage it's the people. Also the most uh, <laughs> common piece of feedback, Gila River Arena. Oh yeah. And Timpy. Timpy. Is I I had no idea until people said that. Yeah, me neither. Timpy, Gila River not, I might have known, but Timpy I did not know. Mm -hmm. Gila River Arena, Timpy, it's okay. Uh, I mean they'll be gone soon. So, <laughs> dude, that's that's so. <laughs> At bad. least we said Arizona State University correctly, because that's where they're playing. Arizona, Arizona. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, um, uh, I think the, somebody messaged me and said, Hey, in Tucson where the Roadrunners play, it's 10,000. It's uh, Tuscan. No, it's not. It's Tuscan. It's Tuscan. It's not Tuscan. Um, I just thought. It's named after Tuscany, like York and New York. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. There's okay. a lot of Italians. Very similar there mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I just thought it was interesting that like, there's no, like Arizona state, huh? Like that's it. That's all you got. Like for the arena. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, dude, just, I, I don't know. You know me. Like, I'm very optimistic with uh, that situation. Mm -hmm. Give up. <laughs> Give up, it's over. Uh, Olympics start at the end of the week this week, and uh, we've got some announcements on Wednesday about how you can uh, get your recaps and that sort of thing uh, with um, the SDPN without giving too much away. Mm. Um, also, I want to say, uh, just kind of looking over things this weekend, the amount of outpouring and support for the Noxie and Cax show has been amazing. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Really wonderful. And yeah. if we can, like, uh, for a second, I think it was, it was obviously something we were very excited about. And I know it was obviously something the PWHPA was excited about. Noxie and Cax were pumped. The fans were excited. The sponsor was excited. We're a team. <laughs> yes. Very but, good. But I don't think that they, especially Noxie and Cax, were, I don't think that they were expecting this. Not at all. What did they tell you? They, they said that exactly themselves. They, they didn't realize how welcoming and how large the SDPN fan base was. And they were just blown away by the support and everything they received on uh, like Wednesday. Or I guess the announcement was last Monday. So it would have been like yeah. Monday through that whole week in the first show. They had no idea that the reaction would be like that. And they're just blown away. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and it was a great show. Their first show with Ratty is awesome. Oh yeah, you know the oldest oh. rookie Olympian since Nagano. <laughs> it's amazing. She was she was great, really good storyteller, and uh, everyone was comfortable. And like for Noxie and Cax to do their first show with little to no experience and do it remote and have it go as well as they did, d we confidently. Would we, not. with that same level of experience under those circumstances, would have done a worse show. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. dude, they're, they're really good. Well, you listen, you, we go back, if we listen to our shows from 13 or 14, it's like, yeah. kind of go, oh, thank God we were in the same room. And I, I got to tell you, like, I, it may not seem like much, and you're probably used to watching people do this remotely, but the difference, and I, I, I think there were people that commented on it, the difference about, you know, we were remote for, what, 18 months, guys? Mm -hmm. Too long. Way too long. The difference between that and this is, is enormous. E even if you don't see it on the screen, for us, the comfort level is insane. It was, uh, the first episode back was riding a bike. 
Right. I was just like, oh my god, this is so much easier. <laughs> CJ and Julian said the same thing when they were in the room for the first time in this room for their first show mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. It's just it's completely different energy. And as much as they love doing it on Zoom, they wish every time they do their show Man. that they could be together in the same room. And Julian, uh, I don't know if you know this because he's super chill on the show, but man, is that guy fun. He's a fucking riot. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. a riot. Well, Energizer. I yeah. think it comes across in the show. I it hope does. it does. Yeah, I always find him, like, when I listen to him, I'm like, I'm chill. But, like, when I went out for beers with him and Chris, and I'm like, oh, my God. I, I could get into a lot of trouble with Julian McKenzie. Like, he is, he's amped all the time, and I'm like, I could, I could feed off this all night. This would be great. He's a little bit like me where he has to uh, hide it. He's got to hide it, and he puts it on, and oh, I'm here to host I'm the show. I'm a professional. But the second, the second you crack him with something he's, he's really passionate about, here we go. And you just you feel the buildup inside <laughs> him when he's hulking up and yeah. throws you over the top rope. It's like, and yeah. maybe if you're in July, in July, if you're in Montreal, you might get a chance to uh, feel that energy live in person with a whole bunch of people from some network. That has a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. including Julian and CJ and some other people. Who Montreal. could that be, I wonder? You know, there's a draft in Montreal. Maybe when we all get that together. Be, I we do something there with a lot of the public. I don't know. Mm. Just throwing things out there. Mm. Anyway. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, I got a question for you speaking of Montreal. At this point, do you want Carrie Price back? Or do you just say, Carrie, take the season? Because mm-hmm. here's, here's, here's two ways it could go. First way is it's a feel-good story. That team could really use one. I mean, you saw it. I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, Jeff Petrie's wife tweeted out this weekend that she's getting abusive DMs. Like, oh, people are like, I just wish your, your husband would play with pride. I'm like, it's Jeff Petrie. He always does. He's the, oh, he is the yeah. pride yeah. of Montreal. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean people aren't idiots. Do you, or do you say, Carrie, listen, you've had a tough go this year. You had injuries. You went, we took you, we rode you all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. You were amazing. Take another, take the whole year, let that body heal, do all the rehab, all the like, like body rehab you need to do, mm-hmm. get everything sorted out because next year we're coming back. What does body rehab look like, Adam? Well, it's like this. <laughs> this is how I do it. It's like my body rehab. Hybrid I was trying to move. I like that. No, um, cause, cause my, my, here's my, for my fear. I understand. He, he comes doing. back, the team's awful and he doesn't look that good. Mm-hmm. That said, he's like the last remaining hope to me. I want him carrying over to the next season. Um, I don't think, uh, if he came back and performed poorly, like as, as long as he stayed physically healthy, uh, mentally healthy too. Um, I think that's a victory getting him on the ice 
playing games, I think that's a victory. I think it would go to the legs of the Montreal Canadiens, who underratedly to start a lot of games recently haven't actually been that bad, but every puck goes in. Yes. Every puck goes in, and it's not fair. Sam Montembeau. 609 save percentage? Uh, I don't remember who Oof. it was, but Sam Montembeau yeah. is somewhat like Michael Hutchinson in that he can play spot work as a third goalie. He's probably not best suited to play this many games. Um, and Caden Primo, who's got all this potential, I could tell in the preseason, I'm like, okay, you know, maybe down the line, but he's not ready at all. And they, yeah. it's just throwing him to the wolves. Yes, it is. And Jake Allen's hurt. Uh, some Haps fans got a little offended yesterday when I was tweeting about, like, Jesus, like, I, I know the new management group is evaluating, but at what point does pride factor into it? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's good for the team at all to keep losing games the way they're losing it. They've won two games since uh, November 29th. One of them was in the shootout. Like, Guys, this is don't worry about the coyotes. Don't worry about the coyotes. They're gonna they're gonna pass you. They're gonna blow by you uh, at this rate. I, I think it's only a difference of one point now. But uh, you know what the coyotes have is goaltending. Sam Montembeau, Mont Montembeau, 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 let in nine goals on his last twenty nine or twenty three shots for a sparkling six oh nine save percentage over two games. Yeah, that's that's um, that's a that's in your head. That, right. No, that's a collaborative effort is what that is. That's uh, Oh, yeah, because they don't play defense? Yeah, no, I think you could put in any a uh, any AHL goalie. They'll give you at least a 700. Like, that's that's the defense in front of you playing like shit. This is Andrew from last night. Scoring chances are 6-5. High danger chances 3-1, both in favor of Montreal, and they're losing 4-1. to They haven't got a save. Shit. That was just midway through the game. By the way... Um, you know, that I think is unfortunately for Andrew and, and gladly joined by one of the other hardest working guys in media, Avery last night. Yeah. Um, you know, one of their best stream shows because of that. Like sometimes when you're on a losing skid like this, there are certain losses that really drive the nail home. Right. I, I just, if you put Carey Price out there, guys, is it worth the injury risk? This team's already not playing a lot of defense. Yes. They can't get a save. But I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, and I'm concerned about the amount of pucks he would face. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, Carey Price isn't going to give you 60%. He's going to give you 100. Yeah. I think that's why you put him in. Okay. Because he, uh, I, I can't imagine, uh, especially if he's going to games now, which I think he is, mm -hmm. I can't imagine this is easy for him. No. Just sitting there and watching this crap. Um, he wants to play. He, you know, you got to clear him. And then on top of clearing him, I think you got to give him another month or, or something like that. But even if you were to tweak something, it's February. Mm -hmm. um, you need an answer on Carey Price. I don't think you can go into next season having seen <coughs> zero games. Um, does feel like they've been waiting on him, right? Yeah. Well, like it cannot put it this way. I, I feel like it can't be the Habs decision if he ends up playing zero games. Yeah. If he plays zero games, it's because he can't. And that's fine. If you can't, you can't. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But uh, by the way, David Savard is out eight weeks with an ankle injury. That that for sounds God's sake. Like that's a like, high ankle sprain for sure. For yeah, sure. like man. 
Man, man, man. <laughs> um, so Carrie Price comes out yesterday in the press conference and everything. Mm-hmm. And the worst case scenario is are there seeds being planted that Carrie Price never plays again? Because he was asked the question. Because yeah. his the what the press conference was held yesterday because his knee injury took him back to ground zero to where he was in the summer and the rehabilitation has to restart completely. Oh. So that was that was the update, right? Oh. So um, they come out, somebody in Eric Engels', Engels's article on it uh, yesterday, somebody asked him, could it lead to you never playing again? Price responded, you never know. You know, that's not, it was, was never a definitive no. There's a chance he never plays again, and it'd be a shame if that happens, but it's certainly a possibility. Like, you, we're sitting here talking about him playing this season. We might never see him play in any season. If the knee is that bad, if if it just keeps going like this, where just setback and setback, because how often do we hear, hey, somebody gets injured in the, uh, they get surgery in the summer, and now it's January and they're back to where they were in the summer after surgery, mm. and now the rehabilitation is taken all over. It's been a very difficult journey for Carey Price, and I don't know if he's back on the ice this season or any. Mm. You know. If you're Kent Hughes, how do you evaluate this? Right. Yeah, that's it's the biggest question mark in the entire league. I think none. you have to evaluate what you have, obviously, and clearly they need a backup. <laughs> Not a ton. I mean, they need yeah. something. Uh, they they need. They're gonna need. You know what they? Sorry, you don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what they sort of need, and this is a it's a hot button topic when it comes to Brian Burke's. Uh, history with the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Remember when they were garbage and obviously not making the playoffs and selling off assets and everything? And he went out and got Martin Gerber. Yeah. And he wore a black mask. Yeah, I remember that. Darth Gerber and. Yeah, but because they. It was disgraceful before they got him. They couldn't stop a beach ball. It was disgraceful. And then they got him and it's not like they were great. And they could have kept tanking and everything. This was another criticism I got yesterday. Oh, I bet you weren't saying this when it was the Leafs tanking for Matthews. The Leafs. You were saying, you were saying, please tank. (laughs) Well, I was saying, please tank, but dude, they had 29 wins. They were 29, 42, and 11. They were 69 points. Were were they not the best last place team finish ever? Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. They, and they only finished last by like one or two points. Arizona had 70 or 71. The, The McEichel Sabres which were so stripped bare that they uh, like are arguably still recovering from it, had 54 points. The disaster Colorado Avalanche, who also couldn't get a save, pulled off 47 points. And everything went wrong for them as well. Uh, the Habs are currently on pace for 43, I'm pretty sure. And, and uh, the... The comparison was used. Yeah, well, now the Avalanche are a powerhouse. Uh, dude, they didn't have this much money committed. They didn't have Nathan McKinnon. Oh, you can't just blanks. You can't just do that. No. That's, like, they're completely different organizations. I'd be more willing to accept that comparison if Nick Suzuki was still unsigned. Because what happened is Nathan McKinnon had the worst season of his career, mm-hmm. signs a long-term deal mm-hmm. that is half of what he should currently be making Mm -hmm. and uh there you go you can ride that salary structure for the next half decade they signed nick suzuki to an extension this past summer so that's out the window Mm -hmm. i mean it might you might get a little discount on caulfield other guys just to give you the numbers the red wings in 1920 
had a 275 points percentage. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche of 1670 had a 293 points percentage. And the Montreal Canadiens currently have a 261 points percentage. So they're the worst team of the salary cap era. Yeah, and but the other thing uh, with the, that Red Wings team you mentioned is they were, v- I mean, as close to point shaving as you can. Like, yeah, they <laughs> like disgraceful. Like, like uh, they had young guys who were good, and Eiserman protected them almost all of them in Grand Rapids. They also couldn't get a save. So this that means it's worse for the Habs. Yes! Because those teams were trying to lose, and this team is doesn't look like they're trying to lose, but they're even worse. No, and, and, and listen, you can point to the COVID situation. You can point to players are miserable because of a lockdown situation that they didn't anticipate having to return to. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's not so easy to prepare for uh, Carey Price not being able to play. Mm-hmm. And they did have a contingency plan named Jake Allen, and he got hurt. And then they went out and got Montembeau, and it's not worked out. Um, Weber, uh, listen, yeah, I that- understand it's a nightmare of a season, but um, fans are going to return to that building, and they're not going to tolerate this shit. No. Well, let me run you through who's on the on the Long-term injury reserve is Shea Weber, so that's $7.8 million. Then you've got $20 million just on the normal injured reserve with Druan, Dvorak, Savard, Edmondson, Allen, and Perot. Maron, and then like, non-roster players who are in COVID protocol as of today, Yoel Armia and Cole Caulfield as well. So you got about $33, $34 million wrapped up in just injuries. So that, that's going to take your seat. By the way, the Montreal Canadiens, their, their total cap hit is $93 bucks without, you know, obviously injured reserve and all that stuff. But the the total amount of salaries that they're paying is $93 Put that into context, Toronto's paying 81 So for anybody who's mad at Tampa for paying whatever they paid, just know that it can go both ways. The knife can cut both ways. You can have bad contracts. You can have injuries. Go look at the roster for the Leafs' final 20 games from 15-16. Bro. That's fucking awful. Nylander wearing number 39 or something like that. That's when he got his yeah, first goal. Yeah, so like they they had some of the kids up, but like uh, you know who scored at half a point a uh, half a point a game for them? Colin Greening, and they had guys like uh, like oh god, what the hell is his name? Uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't even remember his name. Forget it. Byron Fraze. Byron Fraze. Byron Fraze, who was playing in like the top six. Yeah, and like. I want it was Joey Crab there and Garrett Sparks was like the one A and Yeah. Dude, yeah. this is I I'm all this to say yes, what the Habs are being subjected to in terms of obstacles is unusual. Yeah. This level of futility is equally unusual. It's a wild one. I, like the coyote like they're not having a great time, the no. coyotes. No. There are very few, but like Sabres fans have higher morale right now. <laughs> so they do because but there's so things to look forward Canadians to. Canadians fans feel better about that because it you there it's unprecedented, unprecedentedly bad. Oh like, no, no, okay, okay. So sorry. Yeah. What they should take solace in is this is a one-off. This will not happen again. Right. Next year, not a chance. Will they be great? I don't know, but they're not going to be this bad. Not a chance. Not a chance. Not a chance. But. The, half of the season remains. This can't happen. This. So what do you mean it can't happen? If they double, if they double the amount of wins, they'll have sixteen. Yeah. Between now and the end of the season, it's very possible. 
What, what I'm saying <laughs> is someone, some human being to stand in front of the puck at all would be an enormous victory for What if it doesn't happen? Them. It's then very they're, possible they're, then, it doesn't happen. Then they're going to ice the worst product the league has seen in 30 years. And? That's a shame for one of the best fan bases in the sport. Hmm. Now let's talk about Edmonton. Also, follow up. Who do you blame? Oh, God. But like, <laughs> mostly God. Mostly God. But okay. like, uh, I can't even blame Bergevin for that. N- no, like I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, who has, uh, who has thirty-four Web- million bucks sitting on injured reserve? Well, and just and just starting with. Oh yeah, by the way, no Weber, no Price. What's the timetable? Oh, uh, it's possibly never for both. Like, yeah, that's that's a wild place to start. It's a wild place to start. And so many guys having, like, catastrophic seasons based on what you'd expect from them. Petrie being one of them. Caulfield being one of them. Every, there are, there's no good news. Arturi Lekkinen. There you go. It's Great. all bad and there's no one to blame. Good. It's, yeah. That's, good. Yeah. Good. But fuck. This, if a goalie goes on waivers, uh, claim them. Don't even check their license. Like, just claim them. I don't care what their name is. Claim them. They should have claimed Aaron Dell. Seriously. Yeah, why not? And let him sit for those three suspended games. Somebody else can get injured. <laughs> tie him to the goalpost if you have to. Like, yeah. Dude. Yeah, it's rough. It's yeah. Rough. Like, to protect Caden Primo, like, get anyone. So the Oilers uh, come out and they obviously destroy Montreal. Oh, well, they sure did. And you get goals from Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got, uh, you're able to lo- run McDavid, Drysad, on Nugent Hopkins on separate lines. Gross. Gross, right? It's weird that that thing that everyone said would work, worked. It's very strange. Well, I mean, it, it, the weird thing about it was, so they, they said um, they were finally able to do that, and I thought, okay, but they could have always done that. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like they feel like they can? I Well, yes, that's the thing. They feel more comfortable because they have more depth on the wings, but God... <laughs> God, guys, like, try it. I feel it just feels like they've tried it so seldomly, right? Over the last two, three years, that people have been screaming. So Kane, McDavid, Yamamoto, Fogel, Drysaddle, Puyarvi, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, Cassian. That wouldn't be a fun line to play against. No, not at all. And then Devin, Jor, Ryan McLeod, Derek Ryan, and of course, it was Montreal. So a little bit of a different test the next time they take the ice. But um, no, they get their cookies. I think that's four straight for them. Good first game for new signing, Vander Kane. That's a good win for your mental health. Mm-hmm. And the difference has been Miko Koskinen. Yeah, bud. Regression. <laughs> it's fun. He's been playing really well at last three games, 9-33, 9-26, 9-36. great goaltending. Mm-hmm. He didn't start over the weekend, I don't think, but uh, his that, last three games he played. I think Stuart Skinner got the one over Montreal. Yeah, because you, know, you don't have, need to start a professional goalie versus that team. Dude, no, you don't. <laughs> he allowed five goals against the Sens in a game last year, mm-hmm. and the Oilers won eight five. Like, oh, yeah, man. Wow, it's, it's 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 tragic up here. It's man, the Canadian teams can't be this bad. So uh, I know the Oilers are Canadian. As of today, five hundred people can attend home games for the Leafs and the Raptors in Ontario. Oh. Uh, I believe opening ups open opening. 
openings will happen more and more over the course of uh, uh, the, February. the February, March. I know by they said mid-March, we're expecting to have full stadiums again. The I other think, thing I is... I think they're moving all that up. Oh, I think so too. So here's the thing. So this is what's so interesting from the Canadian perspective because obviously everybody up here has been watching, if you're from America, we've all been watching you going... <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a movie. Uh, ha. Ha. How yeah. do you do it? It's like it's uh, like how all Netflix shows like incorporated COVID at first, like with masks, and then they just stopped doing that. Yeah, because they're like, like yeah, no, no one wants to watch this. No, yeah, no one wants yeah. to watch COVID drama. Thank you very yeah. much. What's We're the all Brian, What's the Brian Cranston show? Uh, Your Honor. Your Honor. At the end of Your Honor, the last two episodes, they're like, okay, all of a sudden, everybody's gonna be wearing masks at the courthouse. Yeah. And it's COVID. That, that show was intense, by the way. Oh, great show. I stopped uh, watching by the end because I was like, my heart. It's too much stress. It's so you much stress. Finish it? No. Oh, man. You it hurt, it, dude, finish it, hurt, it. It hurt my heart too much. It's so finish good. It. It's so good. That's good. It's so really good. What, what I, uh, why I bring this up is, and I'm going to present this without comment because I've got my own opinions on it. I've said it before. Uh, but what Toronto Public Health and Ontario Public Health have both said in the last week is we are going to now have to live with COVID and handle it as though we would handle the flu. Mm -hmm. And that is not to say that COVID is the flu or conflate the two or whatever, but we now have to learn to live with it because the whole thing in Ontario was, well, we got COVID zero. We're going to eradicate COVID. And we, well, we tried. And we didn't. We tried. <laughs> well, yeah, but there was no way that was ever going to happen. Yeah. You're no, there was no way that was ever possible. Even with vaccines, it was never going to happen. Mm. So, um, so now with that in play and them saying that publicly, because it's not just the politicians that are saying it, it's the doctors that right. are saying it. Right. So now we can actually probably look at maybe a little bit of the end of the tunnel here. Mm -hmm. And we're looking at more games at home. Uh, I know that uh, the Leafs have been playing two games a week for the last month, month Ever. and a half. Yeah. So I'm assuming that once the all-star game ends, that's when we get into like crazy town, right? With the scheduling. Yeah. The Leafs have two games two home games right before when they're going to go to half capacity. And I have a sneaking theory. I haven't heard anything, but I have a sneaking theory that both those, uh, both those games will get half capacity. I think they'll move it up. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about the uh, Penguins and Blues on the 17th and 19th? Yes. I they, think I, it's, I want to say it's the, the 24th or in there it's some somewhere in the 20s it goes to half capacity okay so it'd be the 24th versus, versus the wild when they redid the schedule what was it like two weeks ago or yeah. whatever they strategic strategically uh packed all the canadian home dates towards the end of uh february and into march because they knew there'd be some restrictions in, in here and we've talked about this before but just the money lost in oh. each game three and a half million dollars just out the door for the toronto maple Leafs franchise it's a lot lesser for like ottawa at 600k or whatever and montreal i think it's 1.5 but just millions and millions of dollars each uh, each day like that's gotta affect how you're planning the summer it's not probably not going to affect player salaries at all because you know you're the leafs you gotta spend it all but just at, organizationally if you lose three million dollars 10 times over the span of a month that hurts well mm -hmm. think about it though a couple months ago like an oasis in the desert they're like we're gonna raise the cap from 81.5 to 82.5 and dubas is under that faucet like ah, ah, just with his tongue out ah, please please give me one million dollars and i and he didn't get it did he no, no. he's gonna get gonna... he's gonna get his uh his money from kessel off the books though 
Oh, hooray. Yeah. That's this year. And uh, it's, I think the NHL is going to go ping and flick him a nickel. And uh, he might, uh, you know, the cap might so, go up by like 250 grand. Before <laughs> like, the restrictions, though, the NHL was on pace to make more money than they were going to make in 2019. Coming was. out of the 1819. No, but like, okay, so let's, let's put it into perspective here. They were going to make $5.2 billion. 5.1 was the previous record. Okay. Mm -hmm. $5.2 billion. Even if you lose out on 20 or 30 million bucks here, because mm -hmm. that's, Maybe it's more. A, you could probably make that back up in sponsorships by the end of the season. B, I still feel like you'll be able to... I think rationally, you should be able to raise the, sal the salary cap at that point. I uh, hope so. Okay, so it's six point... Sorry, it's five point something million, right? Five point two million, I believe. Five point two billion dollars. Billion dollars, okay? Let's say in the last month, they've lost a hundred million. Nah. That still puts them... At the exact same pace they were at in eighteen nineteen, the new TV deals have kicked in. I, I think it's a lot more. But you that. could sell more shit. Mm -hmm. Come on, you can make that money back. Hopefully, they do well at the All Star game. And, and they've saved a ton of home games for the Canadian teams. Mm -hmm. I feel like this ca the, this cap is going to go up at least a million. It's got to, got to. And I know the players owe the owners, quote unquote. You know, there's like a huge payment that it needs to be made there. But I don't know. I I think oh, yeah, I, I think. At some point, Kyle Dubas is going to walk into his office, and it's going to be dark, and he's, you know, he's going to have his hands full. He's got his little binder, and he's got his coffee, and he's fumbling for the light switch, and he finally flicks it on. And sitting in his chair, once he flicks the light on, is going to be Gary Bettman facing his giant marker board, staring at the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's going to go, Kyle, is this fucking team going to win a round? <laughs> yeah, that... that would help. And Dubis, that would help. Dubas's answer better be yes, sir. Because for the health of the lead, for, forget lead fans. Yep. Forget me. Forget all the people who whine about, oh, God, it's They're been so gosh, damn gosh darn long. Yeah. For the financial health of the league, win a round. Win two. Blow all our minds and win four. And watch the cap go up by $60 million. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Leafs won back-to-back -back cups. The, the NHL's cap would be higher than the NBA's. Like, holy shit. For all of us. When? Once. 2004? God. <laughs> this is all Bettman. You're quoting Bettman, right? That's yeah, yeah sorry. Time. I'm quoting Gary Bettman. Okay, okay. Canadian okay. team's <laughs> in a playoff spot right now. One. Uh, two, I think, no. Calgary just snuck oh, in. Oh, it's Calgary. It's Calgary and Toronto. Calgary needs to be in the damn playoffs. Markstrom's been playing out of his mind. Yeah, I know I know. we all look at the NHL and say they're biased towards, like, the Sun Belt teams and they want them to succeed. Like, Bettman should, again, it's it's him. It's It's got to be a campaign of sabotage. He's got to go in there and crack, like, every stick in the Ducks locker room. Like, just, just run rampage. Who's in the Pacific Division? Oh, uh, uh, friggin', he's, he's, throwing, he's throwing all the LA Kings equipment in the dumpster. He's, uh, he's putting clear tape on all the St. Louis Blue Skates. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, <laughs> holy crap. We need, we need a little bit of, uh, if we can, if we can get the Leafs and then a Battle of Alberta in there. Oh, let's go. Let's How do we go. get a battle of Alberta in there, though? Two, three in the Pacific. Mm -hmm. The Pacific's weak. 
They can do it. They can do it. Because you're not going to get the top. That's going to mm-hmm. be Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's So you, you got to get 2-3 two, three. Two, three Pacific. Okay, everybody should be hoping for that. Yes. Is your, is your team a cap team? Okay, well, go Leafs go then. <laughs> All of you. And All go of Rangers. you go Leafs go. And go Rangers. And go Boston. Yeah. 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 Hey, Rangers fans. Go Rangers. Go Leafs. Mm-hmm. Hey, Flyers fans. I'm sorry. Also, <laughs> go Leafs. You know, who else is at the Hey Vegas? Fucking go Leafs go with sparkles. When do we revisit our preseason predictions? I, you know uh, what? Why not Wednesday? Ideally, never. <laughs> <laughs> do we wait till the closer to the playoffs when we have the no, actual I, picture? No, I like a halfway mark and then at the end of the playoffs. Yeah, Adam's right. We're at the All-Star break. All right, right let's do it Friday then. Friday? Friday is the All-Star break, right? Okay. So Beauty, let's, do, let's it. do it Friday. Yeah, let's uh, revisit it's on our. It's on the SDPN Instagram if you want to. Uh, yes. And by the way, you should follow SDPN. Hey, you, you, I think you, those <laughs> are based off of, I think, what you texted me beforehand. And I think a couple of them changed differently on the show. Well, Steve's did because he forgot all his homework. Yeah, because Steve... And we're like, Steve, did you put out an email? He's like, no, I just wrote it up in a Microsoft Word and didn't send it to myself. And you like didn't rank them or something. I oh, forget. yeah. I didn't know we were ranking. I didn't know ranking put them in each position. I did not understand just, the assignment. You picked the playoff teams, but you didn't rank the actual division <laughs> in each case. I ended up doing it. Though. Yeah, you did it I live know, on the show. The fly. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. you. And, and, and then so, so Jesse asked CJ and Julian, hey, can I get your oh. picks? And Chris just sent four teams, and he's like, and then and then Jesse posted, and he's, Chris is like, I did not understand that assignment. <laughs> no, none of us did. Jul- uh, CJ just did the division winner. Yeah, yeah, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Steve yeah. got very quiet during that. I sure did. It was funny, man. It's oh, funny. It's you. It's, it's what we love about you. Very funny. It was it very. Funny. I had a paper and a lot of scribbles. You did. You know difficult. what? You did great. You did great. Oh, uh, except for the Islanders. Yeah, the Islanders won. Uh, okay, but who saw that? Uh, no one. Not us. No one. Like, I understand top in the division might have been a bit high for a team that's more known for playoff success, but Jesus. Like. Mm-hmm. I also think, I don't know who the free agents are this year, and maybe I should check that out right now, but your free agents going into this season. Castle. If you are a goal scorer, oh, you got, well, Gino. Castle. Gino, you got PK, you got Claude Giroux, Phil Castle, Patrick Line. Uh, but Patrick Lynn, I believe, is a RFA. Um, if you can score goals, I would expect you're going to get a call from the Islanders. And one thing I would say is that the Islanders absolutely will pay for goal scoring because we've seen Lou do it. Look what he paid for Kovalchuk. <coughs> hey, if you can get one guy who can score. Oh, hey, no. You feel like shaving again? Yeah. Ooh, and he played well for Lou. I don't see that happening. No, you don't think so? No. Mm-mm. There's some rumors about Pittsburgh, I heard. I think it was Friedman. With who? No, it's... Really? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, well, then are they walking away from Gino? How the hell are they fitting that? It's a good question. It's, I wonder if there is any desire from Kadri to be the guy. Which sounds like a bold thing to say about a guy on pace for like 113 points. But, I mean, let's be honest. He's never done, th- done it quite like this. It's Nathan McKinnon. Like, that's the guy. Sure. Could he go to a team and be the guy? Or be a really well compensated 2C on a powerhouse? Which is what he is right two- now. Like, if you can't sign Gino, Nas is the guy. 
It could be a very good move. And, and you know who would know draft, us? Who drafted him? The guy who drafted him, Brian Burke. Yeah. Yeah, we both came to the same conclusion there, bud. <laughs> yep. And and a guy who can score, a guy who's got a little, a lot of bit of fuck you. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate it. I miss him a lot. I miss him, too. It had to be done. I maintain that. I don't regret it. But, boy, I wish that had been a better trade. I don't regret it, but boy, do I. <laughs> I I think uh, I think this this off season will be kind of fascinating because from what I'm seeing, it's not it's not great. It's okay, it's not great. We'll see. So no, no, in terms of like what's available, you got good RFA's. Like obviously, line eight, line eight. I bet you could try to sign, and Columbus may not match that. Uh, I wonder if we got uh, a little bit of 2016 vibes. We're gonna get a bunch of shitty deals. <laughs> well, okay, so, really bad. So here's contract. here's what you got in UFA. You've got Malkin, Subban, <coughs> excuse me, Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux's still worth a good amount of money, I would think. Phil Kessel, mm-hmm. uh, who is not having the best year, but he's on the worst the worst team in the NHL. Line A, who's not having a great year. Uh, Latang, who's having a fantastic year. Yep. Who's coming off making seven and a half or seven point two? No, seven point two five zero. So. Joel Pavelski is 37, and he's got 48 points in 42 games. A lot of old guys. Uh, Matt Kachuk is an RFA. I wonder if that one goes all summer. I wonder if somebody makes him makes him an offer. I think it could be a big summer for trades, like Patrice, especially if the cap doesn't go up. Patrice Bergeron is a UFA. Mark Giordano, Johnny Gaudreau, um, Radulov, Kakaniemi is an RFA. <laughs> um, remember that? Uh, Philip, right. Philip Forsberg is UFA. Um, so, you know, you've got Brock Besser is an RFA. You've haven't got we, Thomas Hurdle is a UFA. Like, there's some, there's some good names. Haven't we passed the date where the Hurricanes can extend Cockney Is there a date that you can... Yeah, so when they got him from the Habs, mm-hmm. they had to wait X amount of months before they could sign oh, him. Oh, can they extension. sign him now? Yes, they can sign him now. Hmm. Yeah. The question is, do they want to? I mean, he's played okay. 20 points, 42 games. There's stuff. There's (laughs) there's options. Things. Stuff and things. Yeah, this is interesting. This will be a very interesting year. And Josh Manson. Hey, by the way, the Leafs are linked to Josh Manson. Um, Then they've been linked to a few other defensemen. Is he the best available? I mean, in Calvin Hahn, let's not forget. Yeah. uh, Manson is a good right-handed defenseman who's got an element of FU, which is exactly what the Leafs need, and they should be willing to pay any price for it. Um, what would you be willing to pay? Um, oh, boy. At all costs. Okay, here's, here's who's off the board. You cannot touch this player. Uh, Toby Niemela. Okay. Cannot touch that player. Uh, I know he's undersized, and you got Morgan Riley signed forever, and he's probably going to control the power play. Well, no, not forever. And the Leafs could absolutely you know who would be the Leafs second best defenseman on the right side right now Sean Dursey and uh they had to give him up in order to get Jake Muzzin I would argue that was worth it yeah necessary evil there yep um but they can't have that situation happen again okay um so it you know at this point you're digging into you got to look at your prospects and go who who's who's uh who's fully protected the problem is a lot of the Leafs' best prospects uh, as trade chips don't have high value right now. Uh, Rodion Amirov has spent most of the season injured. 
Nick uh, Robertson has spent almost all of the season injured. And last season. And last season, right? Um, so, you know, you're looking at a Roni Hirvanen. What uh, about that first round pick? Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it. Well, and especially Trade another first round pick to the Ducks. I d- if I get a guy with term, I don't even think about Manson it. Manson doesn't have term. He's a UFA. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, but also the Ducks are going to want something in return because, uh, I mean, it, they're a playoff team and it looks like they're going to remain one. Um, so if they have aspirations of that, you're going to want someone who can plug up that hole on the right side. Might I suggest a potential for Justin Hall? More realistically, Travis Dermott. And it's going to have to include probably picks. And I wonder if there could be a bigger deal if you include Kerfoot. If, and for who? Like, who else who do else? I want from the Ducks? It's, I haven't really looked. Okay. My question is, why do the Ducks want to do this deal? If, if in fact, the rumors are true, why do they want to do this deal? Uh, they're, they're going a, to the playoffs. Yeah, but they're a small market team who can't afford to lose players for nothing, which is exactly what they're going to do with Josh Manson. So they got to get value for him. Interesting. I think it's a smart way of looking at things, right? Like, do you think you're, do you really think you're going to make it um, out of the first or second round? Are you going to make it out of the Pacific division? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if I'm the Ducks, I'm going, mm, probably not. We're going to be fun, but probably not. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's what I've talked myself into. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. They can't go into the first round without an upgrade on defense. Like, I, I know mm. we're talking about they can't win April games in January. Um, if, if they don't, don't bother watching. Like, I'm, oh, come on. No, they, no I'm <laughs> oh serious. Oh, my God. Dude, they, they need it so bad. I You're agree, not, but, but don't, don't bother the, watching the don't, a little aggressive. Yeah, you can't go <laughs> 100 n- the other side. They're not comparable to Florida. They're not comparable to Tampa. Well, they don't have to play both of them at the same time. No, but, you know. One at a time. You also just got to get lucky four times. I mean, can they beat Boston? I think the answer is yes in six, no in seven. Um, You know, how are they going to do, you know, Carolina? I mean, the first meeting between them was pretty bad. Uh, Rangers, maybe. Listen, what I'm saying is they're good. They are good. This team is good. And they're worth upgrading for. And they're worth watching. <laughs> and they're worth upgrading for. But dude, it's it's the defensive situation is arguably more dire than last year because while they played better for a big chunk of this year, uh Muzzin hasn't looked right and neither has Hall. Hall is arguably but playing the, his best the hockey of the season. Right wasn't now. a problem in the playoffs last year. <laughs> we can't mm. forget the plot where it was nobody scored when they needed a goal. Yeah. Mm. That's what lost them that series yeah, versus had, Montreal. We had stars that you know Matthews and Marner had a goal yeah, between them. That's true. Like we're blaming the defense this year, but that's not what happened in the playoffs. They the, could actually fundamentally, you could say the way they're scoring. If this keeps up, they yeah. could outscore any problem. Yeah. If this keeps up, yeah. And normally it doesn't in the playoffs. I grant you that. But I think the offense this year, barring some ridiculous head injury to John Tavares, which obviously affected the offense last of year, mm-hmm. I think the depth is better this year. Yes, all 100%. the way through the lineup. Like there yeah. isn't. Like, no offense to Joe Thornton, but that was like a non-player for us. By the end of it, yeah. He got their last power play goal. He did. <laughs> and I was grateful for that. But, like, it was not a... It wasn't like, man, that's useful. Like, every time he was on the ice, he's like, oh, he's going to get beat to that puck. He's going to get beat to that puck. Like, man. It's, the the series in Montreal, how many times was it if the Leafs get one goal, everything's completely changed? So many times. In, in, yeah. It wasn't... 
hey, if the Leafs get one stop, everything's changed. No, if they just pot one in the net, then they win the series. That Marner one-timer in game one that Carey Price stopped, that puck goes in, one, two, three, four. What's the final score of that game? 2-1. Uh, it was 2-1. Paul 2-1. Byron scored the sickest goal of his yep. career, mm-hmm. shorthanded. Uh, Marner scores that goal. One, two, three, It wasn't four. about getting it's stops. Close. It wasn't about getting stops. It was about getting an extra goal. Man. And who knows if that's the same plot this year. Mm. So... It could we be, could, but we I could, don't... We could focus on the defense. Defense could be great. And then Marner, Matthews, Tavares, Willie don't show up. I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say out of all the playoff teams that I mentioned, their right side is the worst. Yeah, I think it's fair. fair. Yeah. Brody is good. And getting Manson... Oh, Manson Muzzin? Under Riley Brody? Okay. And then Timoth Rasmus. I'm in. I'm in. I'm all the way in. Flags on the car. <laughs> go Leafs, go. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, but they need to do that first. Um, uh, it was interesting to see Jeff Merrick talk on uh, Saturday night uh, during the 32 Thoughts segment about Peter Morazic and how that will be a conversation for the summertime. And, and so that that's, leads me to believe that we're, if that's the conversation for the summertime, the Leafs and Jack Campbell have to be closing in on something. Yeah. And I mean, it would be Dubas' style to sign... Jack Campbell now. Well, and also, uh, there's, there's no... What's the incentive for the Leafs to trade Morazic right now? I don't see one. They're about to play a shitload of games. He hasn't played his best hockey at all. But, like... Barely got the chance to play. Like, I feel yes! bad for him. Yes! they've. He's played six games. The Leafs have played, like, crap in front of him in five. Um, You know, the one game where they had it together, he looked A-OK against the Islanders. Um... And in February, he's going to get to do his job. I also thought it was really interesting that Jeff said, listen, if the Leafs want to make a deal either now or after, after the season's over, they will find takers at full price for Morazic. Like the contract will not be a problem. Yep. They'll just mm-hmm. take it. Yep. And I thought that was, I think that's a compliment to the Leafs management. And I have not been overly complimentary recently. And I've been hearing it from fans. I get it. And I'm, I, again, I am pro Dubas. I've always been pro Dubas. Doesn't mean I'm not. It doesn't mean I I can't. uh, I can't have some questions from time to time. But I think if that's the case, if that is in fact the truth, and I tend to believe Jeff Merrick when he says stuff. Nah. Um, that was a really adept contract to sign because I remember thinking at the time, like, how the hell are they going to fit this both? And it's like maybe that was never the goal. Maybe they knew bringing him in that there's enough teams in the league that need a goaltender. Yeah. And at three and a half or three seven five, whatever he's making. Three eight. Yeah. That's a reasonable. Yeah. Get a goalie in the door. 3-8 uh, for three years, and it'll be two this summer. Mm-hmm. Like um, Montreal is one that comes to mind immediately. Yeah, Mrazic, uh, Mrazic Jake Allen. Allen's up. Like, well, I'm saying, sorry, if Price were saying. to be done, yeah. Mrazic and Allen split the net. Oh, it's a better situation than the one they got now. Mm-hmm. Um, Buffalo's going to need a goalie, probably. Even if Lukanen has a really good progression, they're probably going to need a goalie. Uh, the Coyotes could really use a goalie. Lots of teams could really use a goalie. I sneaky pick too for the for the summer, and I know this is way too far in advance, but I wonder if the Leafs look at a guy like Ricard Raquel as a depth option. I wonder if he could be the other part of that deal we just talked about. Because he's, I mean, he's, he's not performing at the level that I think everybody hoped he would be. He's twenty nine years old. He's going to be UFA. He's got twenty points in thirty seven. Mm-hmm. But that's. <laughs> when you, you get advocates, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it was interesting to me that Andre Kasha was kind of an advocate 
or it seemed like it for Nick Ritchie mm -hmm. because they played together in Anaheim. They know what each other can do and they played well together. I wonder if there's any beating on the drum like, hey, this guy would really help us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm The Leafs have scouts, but it'd probably be good to uh, um, get, you know, who, who's a better inside source than a player? Yeah, right? 100%. The other guy that I think the Leafs would be very, very interested in this summer if they can find the room, because remember, Riley's salary is going up. Mm -hmm. Campbell's salary is going up. Mm -hmm. You've got Bunting signed for another year, but you're going to have to find some depths. Kasha's is going to go up too. Kasha's going to go up too. No more. Well, Nick Ritchie's two years, isn't he? They'll find a taker, I would think. Yeah. But Vinny Trocek, uh, who Carolina has been cheap with re-signing people, and he's a UFA, and he plays center or right wing. So I, the Leafs love a guy who can do both. Mm -hmm. They love being able to switch that. He's a jerk to play against. Yes, he's he's small, but he's a jerk. And I think that that's a guy I would wonder low key if that's if that's somebody that they're not interested in if they're able to afford him. I like that you mentioned Carolina because they're a fascinating player because they're very obviously a Stanley Cup contender, but that is their mo. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a really interesting one. I don't know. I mean, listen, they could re-sign him tomorrow, and I could look like an idiot. Pff, wouldn't be the first time. I but I just think Trocek's a perfect fit if you're looking to find your Nazem Kadri again. Yeah. For a, leap, a cheaper price, maybe. I wonder if at some point they feel like, oh shit, we're actually not going to be able to re-sign this kid if they trade Cockney to someone. Oh, <laughs> that'd be pretty fascinating. Back to Montreal. And I also <laughs> wondered, I wondered with a couple of years left on his deal, Tyler Toffoli in Montreal is an interesting one to me. Yep. I, I bet they could get great value for Tyler Toffoli. You know, he's, he's, he, he signed under market value. During the COVID free agency period, he signed yep. a four-year contract. So you got him at what is it, three seven five? I think he is what he makes. It might be, might be even less. I think I think the Habs have to be really careful about not overselling this deadline because again, it's a one-off. You know, guys who are guys who have term, I think I'd be skittish of a guy like Ben Chirot. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do the press conference. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Presser SDP The Steve Dangle Press Conference Quick note from Pathfinder on our Discord Just to show the Leafs bubble that we tend to live in Oh boy The Boston Bruins were up 3-1 to one on the Colorado Avalanche in the third period mm. of a game And they ended up blowing that game and lo losing to the Avalanche in overtime the world did not end. The world did not explode because another team blew a lead. When was the last time they did it? Uh, Five times? out of seven times. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. I'm so sick of being gaslit by... <laughs> Listen, we got a little PTSD from that. <laughs> like we got oh, other teams do it. No, <laughs> the fuck, they don't. No, they don't. Uh... First of all, it's the Avs, all right? Even Leaf fans were like, eh, fuck, it was 4-1, but it is the Avs. But... And and dude, five out of seven. 
Listen, you're no. gaslighting me. Yo, here's you're here's, toxic. Here's what I like. Stop it. Kevin Papetti, who you need to follow, K Papetti on Twitter. Known gaslighter. The Leafs no. are currently 27, 10, and 3. Their points percentage is 713. If the season ended today, it would be their best record in franchise history. Hilarious. They'd, Hilarious. They'd also be set to face Tampa in the first round. <laughs> ah, as the three seed. Yeah. Starting on the road. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think, no, I will not be gaslit. <laughs> I absolutely will not be gaslit. You know what I think? You what? know what I think? What? I think they'd have a shot. A good, oh, of course. a real good shot. All those teams I mentioned, they have a shot. A real is, good one. Which is why you improve on their ass right side on defense. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Okay, Jesse, go ahead. Next question comes from... Don't bother watching. Might have been hyperbole. Guy Fieri on our Discord is oh, not you think. really Guy Fieri, but that's their username. What do you think of the new Pokemon game where the Pokemon can attack you? The whole plot is that you're sent back in time to like the 1800s before people really got along with Pokemon. And your goal is to create the first Pokedex. I thought this was really cool. <gasps> I was trying to look up like a comprehensive plot so I could read to you guys. And I think I got some stuff here. But what do you guys think of the new Pokemon game? Red Dead Pokedemption? Dude, I love it. I love that concept. But you don't get to battle other trainers, which I would miss, I think, a little bit. Yes, but also I think it's a really interesting arena to explore mm -hmm. because, I mean, it was something that I always wondered, like when daydreaming playing that game, I'm like, this, my character should be like dead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he's a child walking through tall grass all throughout the land. And there's these monsters all the over the teeth. place. Yeah. Like, why wasn't there ever a cutscene if all six of your Pokemon uh, are killed? Sorry, they faint um, when battling a wild Pokemon, and I have nothing left to defense myself. Like, wh what do you do when you lose to Articuno? Like, do mm -hmm. you just you lose all your Pokemon and you go, yeah, all right, and you just walk walk away, and he goes, all right, yeah, man, this is good, sh good try, yeah, <laughs> good try, you tried. So the game here, there's a good synopsis here. So for those who haven't heard of Pokemon Legends Arceus, I don't know how to say it. Ar I don't know. It's a Pokemon word, I think. Arceus? Arceus is a semi-open world game in which the player is challenged with traveling the Jonas a region and establishing a Pokedex. He's to do sweet. this, you'll be given access to huge regions and you'll get the chance to watch the Pokemons do their own thing. It's evident that they need to be captured. However, it's also important to investigate them and discover why some of them are so enraged. <clears throat> In a nod to Monster Hunter, the game setting will be in the town of Roosty Site City, where you'll be tasked with completing quests, achieving a higher rank in the game's exploration, will allow you to take on new challenges, explore new places, a radical departure from the norm, but it might also bring in a new audience and destabilize veteran players. Ooh. I think it's fascinating. I'd like love a, a truly open world Pokemon. You don't get that fully here, but they're they're trying to branch into that territory where it's more like GTA and Red Dead. They need to. That, yeah. that was always yeah. the way it needed to go. Linear was never the way. And they've never done that no. completely. No. I and wonder Nintendo struggles with anything nonlinear. Yeah. Yeah. Just like except for Animal Crossing. Animal wonder, Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing's amazing. I wonder if they're sort of looking at what Halo Infinite is doing. What are they doing? You know what I mean? Like with the so it's a little bit more open world than it used to be, and like it's like it's easier to play with people online, basically. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. 
That's yeah. very interesting. And I don't know. I hear the 1800s, and as a Red Dead fan, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listening. I like that. That part is also cool, where they're trying to fill in the backstory of Pokemon and where mm. the first Pokemon yeah. came from. It feels like more Game, Game of Thronesy. You know how they're going back now and they're doing the other Games of Thrones. They're filling in the stories of the the pre world. Mm. It's uh, it's kind of cool. I might check it out. if it's on Switch. I might just get a copy of this game. Anyways, I got to get a switch back. I just gave Steve his switch. Adam gave it back to me. I, uh, I hadn't played was, it. That was while. my divorce present to him. I, like, <laughs> I got to borrow his switch for the first wave of the pandemic. And I started Animal Crossing and I was just sitting alone on my couch. <laughs> alone. <laughs> and nobody could go. If you ever have a desire to re-pick up Animal Crossing, there's, a, there's an update that came out in November. <laughs> What? <laughs> you think no, about I'm just, his I'm just, no, yeah. I'm not only that. I'm, I was like, I was alone, and nobody could come visit me because it was government yeah. mandated. <laughs> That's okay. You know, you got to learn about yourself. I remember on my birthday, Jesse Jesse organized a, like a little Zoom for me with the morning show, and it was just like we 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 oh, had a couple yeah. beers and like then went to bed, and it was like nine o'clock, and I'm like, all right, cool. What do I do now? Those Zoom parties <laughs> sucked. They were terrible. Yeah. Oh, I played beer pong on Zoom, and it was fun. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. Don't no. tell me it was. Fun. I was isolated enough that i really enjoyed when we had that and i was invited we had a fun one for my birthday yes that, yeah that was a good that one. april yeah that was a good one but then then also you close the zoom you close your laptop and you're sitting there drunk by yourself i know yeah, <laughs> yeah the drunken clarity did i ever talk about the dark guy uh 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 house party well, that was another. That was where you could no. just jump into people's parties. Yeah. So there's an app called oh House Party. Oh my god, House Party. Yeah. Where app. and I never, I didn't lock it, and uh, <laughs> it was me and two or three friends, and we're just having a house party, and someone joins, and I'm like, oh, and we all see the load screen. We're like, who the hell is this? And it's some man with a beard, and I'm like, who the fuck? Oh, it's Dark Guy. Hey, man. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, guys. This is Dark Guy. I know Dark Guy. Uh-huh. And he just told stories for like an hour and a half. It was kind of awesome. It was kind of it's very interesting. Yeah, House Party was so I never downloaded House Party because I hated the idea where you're just you're sitting with your friends on uh, like a FaceTime chat yeah. and anybody in your contacts can just hop in. Yeah, that's well, you ridiculous. Could, you could lock it, but yeah. so then have a conversation on the phone. Yeah, why not just have? Uh, <laughs> why not yeah. just do? Yeah, but was there like games and stuff in the House Party app and stuff? There probably was. I yeah. only, dude. I used it like three times. Right. Like, yeah. I remember that there was a group friend, group text within our friends. Like, let's organize some drinking on house party. I'm like, eh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss this text. <laughs> no, that's uh, house party is probably what made me decide to play NHL for four or five hours a day and get sick. <laughs> you got pretty good before uh, before Leo came out. And now I'm <laughs> trash. You're trash. You're garbage. I'm trash guy. I think I'm still okay, um, like EASHL, but like full team, like, oh God. Jesse and I used to be like evenly matched and it was fun. <laughs> now mm-hmm. he just runs my now, show. Now, <laughs> you, you, you've joined my, uh, my streams on Wednesdays and Thursdays. You joined a total of one time. And that one time- That's not true. Yeah, live on with me on the screen. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You've joined once. And that one time we played NHL against each other and I ran your show. I think it was, who was it? Uh, Justin Hall, like through the legs or something like that. Oh, no. (laughs) It was embarrassing. Disgraceful. (laughs) Disgraceful. Um, uh, Jesse, did you win the cup? Oh, my God. 
Games 1 and 2 of the 2026 Stanley Cup Final took place on Friday, and we lost both games. Oh. And it was it was, it was was solely on the defense. It's funny we're talking about Leafs D. It was just we couldn't stop a single puck. I think it was Game 1, we allowed 7 goals. Game 2 was 6 goals. How are the like, crowd people today? Are they are they alive? Are they still with you? Do they, do okay. they still want to fire you? Like what? Then No, I think they understand what happened okay. and that our defense let us down. Our captain, Morgan Riley, is the captain of this team. He had an awful game. He was doing... There's one moment where the puck just needed to get out of the zone and he decided to skate directly towards the boards and try and head up ice. And then uh, he got the puck stolen from him. Uh, I forget what circle, I think it was Bo Bot. AI yeah. players do not know what the blue line is. Yeah, they yeah. don't know how to exit no. the zone. And I'm sitting there on the stream just yelling at this damn sim character. And he can't exit the zone at least directly to a goal. And from there, it was just all downhill. But we got games three and four coming up on Wednesday. Hopefully, we can get two of those back in Colorado and try and uh, even up this series. I have something I would like to promo before we go. Mm. Joining us on Agent Provocateur this week. His NHL All-Star, Jonathan Huberdo. Whoa! <laughs> so we're going to talk with Jonathan Huberdo. Ask him only St. John Sea Dogs questions. Okay. Who's only. he represented by? St. John Sea uh, Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I believe Alan Walsh did Octagon. Ah, wow. That was, what a yeah. coincidence. Like, weird. Mark andre Fleury, Max Pacioretty, Jonathan Huberdo. Who knew? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Who could have seen? Who could have foreseen? Not me. Anyway, no, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited to chat with him. Uh, the player episodes always do so well. If you haven't, check out the Paul Gagne episode, which uh, did uh, good numbers over the weekend. And I thought, you know, it's a bit of a de departure from what you're used to. But this guy basically explains what it's like to train like an athlete. And I always find that stuff interesting. It's He's a guest that requires a sales pitch. Like Marc-Andre Fleury, I'm clicking that every time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a good episode. You should check it out. It, it Like you say, it's a departure, but once you start listening to it, it isn't at all. No, no it's, it's just, not. It's just nerd hockey talk, which yeah. is all all of this is. It's, it's the same stuff. And just go listen to it. It's very good. Yeah. What? It's, no, I was just laughing at the Marc-Andre Fleury one where it's like, it depends how you look at it. Like, oh, man. Mark andre Fleury tells a funny story about Mario Lemieux, or Mario Lemieux tries to exploit <laughs> teenage player. Eighteen-year-old child. Which is how I interpreted it. Like, yeah, that's yeah, business, baby. Apparently, yeah. Apparently. Also, we're, we're we're what we're trying to do too with Alan is we want to line up an episode where we do all video questions. I got, I got some in the tank. How many do you have? I got a few. How, if people want to, su to submit so we can do one of those episodes soon, how would they do that, Jesse? Just go to Jesse's house. He'll film you. Yeah. And <laughs> yell, go to Jesse's house and don't ring the doorbell. Just yell, Jesse! I got oh, one! Friend. Let me, uh, let me confirm. Show it's me the baby. Ask Alan Walsh at gmail.com. We take questions for the show there or on Discord. There's a uh, AP podcast questions uh, channel, but email's always easier. Ask Alan Walsh at gmail.com. Two L's, two A's in Alan. Uh, Walsh is spelled like how you think of it. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Yeah, so send in your video or audio questions, and then I'll play them for Alan on the Zoom call. Uh, I was going to say, so that's A A L L N. <clears throat> no. No. I don't know it's where not you, how you spell what? Alan. Yeah, a it is. A A L L N. Oh, yeah, no, no. Two hey, A's. Steve, yeah. um, I, I expect that you will make a submission. I expect you to make a submission for Jonathan Huber. No, 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 no. Just no, as no. a, just as a, 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 an all questions episode for Alan and I, which we've done before. We're going to do it again, yeah. but we want video submissions. So I expect that you will make a question. 
What were you thinking with the sword? No, 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 no. 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 off the sword. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him one more time. I'm sure it'll go better. Yeah, a warrior sure. never drops a sword. No. <laughs> All right, hey, we'll be back Wednesday. Uh, look out for Noxie and Cax. I believe their next episode comes out tomorrow, right, Jesse? Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday, tomorrow, and Tuesday. CJ show today too because it's a double podcast day. We love those boys, CJ and Julian. Let's go. Ah! I, we still got more time. Yeah. What do you want to fill it with? Donuts. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete. Wow.